1: Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ communities, this is Well, 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 brought to you every week by Thorn Harbour Health. Here on Well, 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 we delve into the issues impacting and surrounding the health and well-being of our gender, sex and sexually diverse communities here at Joy's Victorian Pride Centre Studios on Boon Uh, I'm your host, Jacqueline Jannan, joined this week by Rachel Cook, and we're now joined uh, on the phone by uh, Sexual and Reproductive Health Coordinator uh, from Gen West, Sarah Lorimer, uh, to speak about uh, the Take Up Space Festival. Thank you so much for your time, Sarah. First of all, can you speak a little bit about uh, what and, and who Gen West are?
0: Yeah, um, thank you for having me. It's great to be um, here on the phone with you. Uh, so Gen West is an organisation um, based in Footscray in Melbourne's West. Um, we're a gender equity organisation. So we provide a range of services. Um, some of that is family violence response and support. And then we also have a prevention space that's focused on health promotion. So we run a range of community programs. Um, with different communities in the West around sexual health um, and mental health and prevention of gender-based violence.
1: And so, West uh, are running the the festival Take Up Space. uh, That's on, I believe, uh, June 18th. It's a Saturday. Why is it uh, called Take Up Space uh, Festival? What's, I I guess, behind that name? Yeah,
0: so, uh, Take Up Space, Um, was a project which began last year. Uh, We created a web series that had a range of young people talking about sexual health and mental health Um, and it was recorded in the middle of lockdown, so that mental health was a huge um, priority at that time. Um, The name Take Up Space comes about wanting to encourage young people, um, particularly those with migrant and refugee backgrounds and those Um, belonging to the LGBTIQA plus communities to be able to express themselves fully. So the two project coordinators that worked on the project last year, Emma and Julia, they identify with different parts of those communities and as they were workshopping different names, um, they both found that in their discussions, um, being part of marginalized groups, they often felt that they were conditioned to make themselves feel small to fit into different spaces. So to take up space was about, um, yeah, encouraging people to actively take up space and express themselves and feel that they belong in every space that they're in. I
2: guess that's a really good point, isn't it? You know, take up space can imply something that is perhaps a little overly assertive in some ways but when you're talking to minority groups who actually are feeling little and small and feel like taking up any space is a really difficult thing to navigate is actually a very empowering thing to do isn't it
0: yeah and I think it can often be for a lot of people like to take up space in a room like physically or whether it's like with how you're expressing your opinions or your thoughts can actually feel very vulnerable and uncomfortable if you're not used to doing it. So, yeah, we definitely wanted to create spaces and conversations to encourage people to, yeah, take up space.
2: When did the festival actually start? And I know we're talking about the groups who it is for, but who who exactly is it for in terms of, you know, age groups and, 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 and within those minorities as well?
0: Yep. Uh, so... This Saturday, the 18th of June, will actually be the very first festival. Um, It was created as a follow-on from the web series that we created last year. Um, And we wanted to create a physical space. Um, Last year, um, people weren't able to engage because we had so many different restrictions and lockdowns. So we really wanted to create a space for young people um, to be able to engage with different topics of sexuality and relationships and mental health in their careers, um, and to bring together different health services in Melbourne's West so that they have um, connections to different services and different people to talk to for different things. Who the festival's for um, is primarily young people, um, 18 to 24, but that's flexible. with a migrant or refugee background um, or who belong to the LGBTQ communities, um, But really, it's for anyone who has any kind of connection to the West is encouraged to come along, anyone that wants to know more about sexuality and relationships um, and mental health and to have a very supportive and inclusive space to explore their creative um, and professional parts of their life.
1: I guess, what are some of the main concerns around these populations uh, and and sort of accessing um, sexual health, mental health, and well-being services? um, And and, and really, uh, like, how is this uh, festival aiming to, beyond, I guess, making it more well-known to these people, um, that there are services they can access? um, Yeah. How how does the festival, I suppose, help with that? Yeah. So, I think that
0: there's... Like across the board, there really is like a lack of consistent quality education around sexual health and relationships, Um, even less so for LGBTQA plus communities, because often sexuality education isn't reflective of things like queer relationships or gender diversity or non-heteronormative sex. Um, It's very... Um, I guess, rigid in the way that it's been delivered and there are some changes happening and it's improving, but it's just not consistent. Um, And then for young people from newly arrived or refugee backgrounds, there's really limited opportunities for them to engage in conversations about sexual health that might be provided with interpreters or um, consider their different cultural backgrounds. Um, And even just like providing really foundational knowledge about things like the healthcare system in Australia and explaining concepts like Medicare and um, who you actually see for different health needs that you have. Um, And I also think that even though there are supports and services available, it's quite limited to know um, where to access these. Um, So I think that there's too much responsibility placed on individuals to seek the healthcare that they need, need, um, especially when they aren't provided with enough information on, on how and where to access these. So the festival's kind of really wanting to bring together the different services that provide quality and affirmative healthcare and information and really encourage you to express and bring your identities to the table Um, as a day that sort of, yeah, is an opportunity for young people to know this is where I can go for this, and I know that I will have reliable support from those
1: places. And the festival does have quite a number of interesting workshops as well. I mean, exploring pleasure um, is one that uh, we found uh, in the program. Can you take us through um, what that workshop and and some of the other um, potentially interesting ones might entail?
0: Yeah, so um, exploring pleasure is one um, I'll actually be facilitating. Um, And so I'm wanting this workshop to explore and expand what people's understanding of pleasure is and to recognize that there's actually importance in it in our everyday lives. It's not just limited to sexual pleasure. And by better connecting with our bodies and recognizing ways that we can make ourselves good, feel good, um, then we can carry that into experiencing greater pleasure in a sexual sense. Um, Because if we have a better understanding of ourselves and what our body wants and needs and how it responds to different things, then we can feel more confident and comfortable um, with our boundaries and communicating those wants and needs to other people. So, yeah, I think in in that workshop, I'm going to be talking about um, some of the things that might hinder pleasure and I'll be talking about the benefits of masturbating and mindfulness. Um, Yeah, I'll just sort of be drawing on my experience as a sex educator with communities in Melbourne's West that I do with Jen West um, and then also insights that I have of being a sexologist as well.
2: Now, there is one here that sounds very intriguing. It's called Cupcake Anatomy. Can you tell us anything (laughs) about that one?
0: Yes, this is going to be a really fun one. Um, I'm very excited to take part in this one. So essentially it's an interactive session that will get people decorating genital cupcakes. Um, So there'll be like a range of different like lollies and treats and different things to put onto your cupcakes. Um, and then maybe like as you're, I don't know, using chocolate sprinkles of pubes, you'll be able to engage with Abby who's facilitating um, to talk about different body parts and anatomy and things that bodies do and how they can look. Um, and yeah, the purpose of this activity was just to sort of have a bit of fun with it and shift away from a lot of the shame that we're taught around our genitals. And yeah, I just encourage people to expand their comfort and their curiosity about their own bits and other people's bits and just um, embrace how different all of our bodies actually are.
1: And what are some of the other activities that people can look forward to um, taking place at Take Up uh, Space Fest?
0: Uh, So it's a full day of different workshops. Um, There's ones around safer sex, um, pleasure, Um, some mental health workshops with Headspace. Um, We've got a journalist um, running a workshop on how to write op-eds and then creating digital content. And then we also have workshops around um, building up your resume and sort of how to put yourself forward and take up space in a professional space. Um, And all of our workshops are facilitated by different experts in their field. And then the day is going to close with a panel discussion of um, some of the take-up space community ambassadors, um, which include Jacob Torley, Lev Blue, Carly Finlay and Najma Sambul. Um, And then interspersed throughout the day, there's going to be a whole bunch of different creative activities um, and competitions and prizes uh, and of course food.
1: Uh, Here on Well, 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 Jack and Rachel are speaking with uh, Sarah Lorimer from Gen West about Take Up Space Festival. Stick around. We've got more coming up in just a moment. From HIV to COVID-19, STIs and everything in between. You're listening to Well, Well, Well on Joy 94.9. Jack and Rachel, still with you on. Well, 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 talking with uh, Sarah Lorimer from Gen West about the Take Up Space Festival uh, on June 18th. Uh, it's a festival for young migrant, refugee and LGBTIQA plus communities to take up space and their sexuality well being, and well-being. Uh, but it is also about linking up young people to appropriate services. Um, I, we spoke about it in some length earlier, Sarah, but what are some of the the real barriers to access, uh, accessing services uh, for young people in the West.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, could, I feel like I could take up this whole interview just talking about that. Um, there's so many factors um, that affect access to services, um, particularly with young people, I think um, things like cost and not knowing where accessible affirmative services actually are and then also not feeling particularly safe in the services which are accessible to them, um, which is down to a lack of of training and resources for health professionals in mainstream services. Uh, and I think it's a really important thing because if someone has had a poor experience where they didn't feel safe or heard by a healthcare provider it can actually have a really long-lasting effect on the way that they perceive accessing healthcare as a whole, um, particularly in returning to that service. Um, And if that's their only local service, um, it can create a significant barrier um, of them not wanting to go back to that service regardless of how much they need that health support. Um, I think there's there's lots of large populations of um, migrant refugee communities and LGBTIQA plus communities in Melbourne's West and there just really aren't enough services available to meet their different needs.
2: This is something that is so important and this is actually a really good point that if you... Have bad experiences with health practitioners at a young age, as you say, that could mean that you might not go back again. We see people within LGBTIQ communities who experience, have experienced homophobia or transphobia, uh, when, or just basically. Uh, some really bad information from health practitioners and have then actually not gone and had, you know, screenings, screening cancer screenings, whether that be bowel or breast or cervical for years, uh, which is a real worry with these populations. And I guess, as you say, if that's instilled at a young age, then that's a real issue.
0: Yeah, definitely. We really want um, young people in particular to feel like they have, support networks around them and there's just so many follow-on impacts that could happen into adult life that are around like people's actual physical health but also their mental health and how um yeah how much trust you place in service providers can really be impacted just from one instance
2: so what are some of the services that you do recommend them to, to link to
0: well, there are actually lots of really great services. Um, and on the Take Up Space website, we've created a dedicated um, page which lists um, a range of mental and sexual health services and support um, in Melbourne's West and also across Victoria. Um, so these services include clinics that we know um, have received um, adequate training um, and um, community health organisations, um, LGBTQIA plus counselling services which are available in person and on the phone and then also a range of peer support groups that we identified across Melbourne's West. Um, so visiting takeupspace.org.au will lead people to yeah a whole range of different um, places that they can go to that are affirmative and, um, safe places for young
1: people to go to. I guess around some of the, the gaps, uh, for LGBTIQA plus, uh, migrant and refugee services in the West. Um, I mean, you said earlier that you could speak at length about some of the difficulties in, in accessing these services. What are some of, in your view, uh, Measures that could, I mean, obviously, take up space SpaceFest, you would hope would be part of those measures. But um, what else do you think could be done to try and improve access um, for these services?
0: Yeah. So, kind of similar to what I was touching on before, there just really aren't enough sexual and reproductive health services in the area that are actually tailored to the needs of these communities. There's um, a lot of mainstream services but not ones which just really um, have received adequate training or know how to meet the needs of these communities. Um, And then when there are specific services for these communities, they're mostly located outside of Melbourne's West. Mm. So I think there needs to be more collaboration and joining of services that have different areas of expertise so that young people aren't expected to hop to various services to get the information and support that they're wanting. Um, And that would mean training and educating service providers um, to make sure that people are getting the support that they need and that services are accessible. It's really just about making sure that when someone is coming to use your service, you really are considering their identities when it comes to sexual and mental health. Like our lived experience and identities are a huge part of our well-being and I really think there needs to be a greater shift in mainstream services to make sure that that's integrated into their workplace um, and not just, you know, with maybe like one GP or one nurse or one counsellor across the organisation or the clinic um, and making sure that the support they provide is actually really going to be helpful um, for that young person. Um, And yeah, what you were saying before about Take Up Space sort of being one of those initiatives, it's I think um, one of the key things about the festival is that it's a day that brings together different services, um, different parts of the community and um, some of the community ambassadors for Take Up Space and local community members. So it's quite a holistic um, day that brings together all of the parks that would ideally be present um, across the board.
2: And then what about, we know this festival is for migrant, refugee and LGBTIQ plus communities. What about for the young people who may be living at the intersection of, of all three of those identities? What are some of the issues that they face?
0: Um, I'm, I probably sound like a broken record right now, but like again, there just aren't spaces for young people who intersect with these identities to go um, they're facing so many different um, layers of discrimination and stigma and, and barriers to accessing places where they feel seen and heard and that they don't need to continually ask for things. It's like if you're going to visit a GP, you're wanting that person to, to know about what's impacting your health rather than you continually having to explain that. So, you know, there might be a service which provides excellent STI testing that's culturally appropriate, but they may not necessarily have the capacity to also have conversations about navigating mental health in a culturally appropriate way. So that's where those collaborative services um, is really helpful because at the moment I think we're asking too much of young people to have to visit various services. And that means that they're taking out time in their day to, to travel and to make appointments and to explain their situation to various health professionals. And then also be unsure of how those health professionals are going to respond. Um, and on top of that, the different costs of visiting different people and having to um, process lots of different information from different healthcare providers.
1: Uh, Sarah Lorimer from uh, Gen West, uh, the Sexual and Reproductive Health Coordinator. Uh, Thank you for speaking with us uh, today about, um, I I guess, why it's so important uh, that we have Take Up Space Festival, uh, which is going to be held on June 18th. Um, Thank you so much for joining us on the show this week.
0: Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to Well, 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 your show for LGBTIQ health and well-being presented by Joy sponsor, Thorn Harbour Health. For more on these topics and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website, thornharbour.org.
0: This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024